and welcome to episode 17 of Life with Catherine. Today's show features writing from Carl Faber, my personal blog of teaching, living abroad, and traveling. Carl became part of my family years ago, and I'm regularly humbled by his humanity and compassion for others. He'll totally be embarrassed that I said that, but too bad, we're family. I was very moved by his latest blog post called Practice Compassion and Create Tolerance, which he posted on September 9th, 2016, and he very kindly agreed to let me share on my show. I may agree or disagree with pieces, but I respect that he has presented his own well-thought-out and considered opinion. He's the best person to tell his own story, so here's his bio. And then we'll get into the blog post that I want to share with you. My name is Carl Faber. I'm a high school teacher and coach. I lived in Dalian, China for the 2014 and 15 school year. I taught BC curriculum history, social studies, and English. I decided to follow a wonderful financial opportunity to teach in Kuwait for 2015 and 16. I returned for the 2016-17 academic year and look forward to continued success. I taught grade 9 American English, young adult literature, and a reading and writing lab. I decided that these experiences, along with the extensive travel on the side, would provide a great opportunity to write a blog to discuss both my experiences teaching and traveling. I'm 27 years old and have just over three years of experience teaching full-time. I graduated from the University of Victoria with a BA, with a history major in 2012, and a Bachelor of Education in 2013. I have a great passion for teaching, coaching, and traveling. This makes the opportunity to teach my subject areas abroad a fantastic opportunity. My love of food and sports will also make for some interesting events and discussions, and those topics will likely enter the blog as well. Practice Compassion and Create Tolerance, written by Carl Faber, September 9, 2016, 12.52 p.m., Almabula, Kuwait. The world is a frightening place. Suicide bombs, nuclear tests, terrorists, and Donald Trump. To many people, the safest route to living is to climb behind figurative and perhaps literal walls. To seek shelter with their own race, culture, and nationality. To hide behind misguided and intolerant opinions of the varying cultures and people that inhabit this planet together. To protect their own way of life at the expense of others. What should we do? We actually live in the safest and longest living period for our species. We have grown our society to the point of instant and easy global communication. Every person in Canada, the USA, Europe, Kuwait, etc., has more chance to die the moment they drive or sit in a car than from a terrorist. Perhaps a slightly higher chance to die in that car in Kuwait. Therefore, this is a time period to live and live to the fullest. 
However, it is important to live these moments while practicing compassion and hopefully creating tolerance and acceptance for the variety of peoples and cultures that exist on this planet. With this outlook, we can hopefully lower, as eliminate would be a gross overstatement, the rampant intolerance in the world today, and perhaps lower the threat of Donald Trump and those like him, ISIS and other people and institutions that promote or support intolerance for their own benefit. Intolerance is epidemic in the world today. At least 62% of what Donald Trump makes statements on is wrong. I mean wrong. And call references a site http colon forward slash forward slash www.politifact.com forward slash personalities forward slash Donald dash Trump forward slash. I mean wrong in that there is actually proof. I can say the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup last year, but I would be wrong. Therefore, when Donald Trump shows a video of Mexicans raiding the southern border of the USA, and it's actually footage from Morocco, we should know this. Or when he says Bernie Sanders will tax you people to 90%, he's wrong because Sanders primarily plans to tax the rich, not you people. Another 30% of what he says is mostly false or only half true. These items are perhaps more debatable, but we are still painting a rather skewed picture. Only 8% of what he says is mostly true or true. This sort of misinformation is practiced not only by Trump, but by terrorist groups such as ISIS who manipulate the Koran to religiously support their own ambition. We live in an age where people have more information available to them on their smartphones than the U.S. president did in 1998. However, people can still believe Donald Trump and others who speak lies. This is where the roots of intolerance lay, ignorance. Many people are highly ignorant and simply ignore the information available to them or simply do not have the skills to access and assess it. This is where the failure lies in education. The information available on the internet is vast, but also riddled with falsity. The primary tool of education in a world so saturated with stimulation and information is to promote and teach critical thinking. This is where we are presently failing. I do not care if my students can remember Romeo and Juliet's plot or can tell me all the details of a World War II battle. I care that they can read or listen to something and judge the validity of the information and the bias of the source and not simply accept it as fact. I want them to be critical of what I say as well. This article should be judged, but judged fairly. Discounting my arguments by attacking me personally does not disrupt what I am saying. Calling me any sort of name does not help your cause. It just makes you look foolish. Everyone has bias. I'm a teacher. I live in Kuwait. I've lived in China. I'm Canadian. I'm half German. I was raised in a small town 
community location on a large but slow-paced island. My parents are divorced. All of these and every moment up to this one in my life change slightly my worldviews and consequently how I construct this argument. I've tried to eliminate the bias and therefore it is your job as the reader to see if I have done so successfully. If any arguments I make are overly distorted, it is your job to find the holes in the logic and discount it. Education today must promote critical thinking to limit ignorance in society. However, many people are past the point of schooling. That does not mean that anyone cannot practice compassion, eliminate ignorance, and create a tolerant world. It can be done simply by trying on a day-to-day -day basis to put yourself in the shoes or bare feet of others. The first thing that needs to be accepted in this process is that all human lives are equal. If you value the life of the child in your neighborhood more than any other, the purpose of the exercise is lost. The people of the world are in essence the same. Yes, there are vastly different cultures. Each one can be critiqued heavily. For example, Western culture with its materialistic and superficial decadence, combined with excessive sexualization of culture. Any other culture from larger definitions to individual countries have negative and positive aspects. They are, however, equal, and the people within them want similar life goals. Firstly, they want to live. They want to eat. It sounds simple, but many people are not guaranteed these things. Therefore, when my initial reaction to the almost false niceness of Thai people was to say they were not friendly, I was being highly unfair. If the tuk-tuk driver with a wife and three kids at home does not want to waste one minute of his workday giving me free directions, once he realizes I'm not buying anything, that's not him being rude or not nice. He said goodbye, but simply practical. There were at least 10 other tourists walking by in that minute. Why should he sacrifice much needed money for his family to be friendly to me? In China, they still eat dog. Oh my, how terrible, what a primitive society, insert sarcasm sign if it's not obvious. China is a rapidly growing country, and the Communist Party, for their many faults, has dragged China and life quality rapidly forward. That being said, their population is still mostly poor. Many families have a choice, eat cheap dog meat, or eat no meat, and perhaps do not eat at all. Yes, it has developed into a delicacy eaten by those who can afford to eat other things. But is breeding and eating dogs really that much different from cows and sheep, pigs, horses, chickens, camels, pigeons, turkey, etc.? Be careful not to judge people who often have more base motivations. Secondly, people around the world want safety for their friends and family. Yes, some people do not marry and do not have kids. 
Most people want to love and be loved and grow up knowing safety is possible. My Chinese boys, my Kuwaiti and my other Arab boys and my Canadian boys spray slash pour on equally copious amounts of Axe body spray to try and allure their heart's desire. I want to get married, perhaps to an Irish princess, maybe German, who knows? I want to have a kid or kids. I want to stay in touch with my family and grow up living in safety and constant communication with friends and family. I want to die having never seen my children in harm's way, safe, happy, and full. I want to live vicariously through them. After all, we need one professional in the family. I want my older relatives to live long and full as well. I want to be able to travel and visit places of the world. I want to sit with my friends and discuss this life we have. Everywhere I've been, those goals are constant. I always see family and friends loving, laughing, whether rich or poor, young or old. In some places, this is not possible. Should you condemn a Syrian family to death because of ignorance and fear? We need to nurture the world, spread wealth and love, and help people achieve these goals. In Sri Lanka, the caretakers of my jungle house were sweet, friendly, and family-oriented. They told me about some of their struggles and how much our business means to them. When I left, he gave me a Sri Lankan number to call him directly if I come back, to circumvent the absentee landlord. Naturally, a Sri Lankan phone number is not particularly useful in arranging accommodations prior to arrival. I asked about email. He told me that he and his sweet 11-year-old daughter were working on getting email soon. His cell phone, after all, has less functions than my first one in 2005. They just need the business and want nothing more than to be a healthy and fed family. Everyone should be so lucky. If you can accept this notion that everyone is equal, practicing compassion is easy. However, it still requires a next essential step. Avoiding beliefs. Regardless of what you believe is coming after, we're all here now and we might as well enjoy it. If other people's beliefs differ from your own, if it does not affect you, it does not matter. It is also clear to me that all religions focus on the same core principles. They all promote the golden rule of treat others how you wish to be treated. Speaking the truth, doing no harm, forgiveness, etc. A Christian, an Arab, a Jew, a Buddhist are all guided by the spiritual beliefs toward common principles. Yes, there are significantly different implications. However, if they worship in back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back -to church, mosque, synagogue, and temple, they can all eat at the same place. It does not affect the other. As long as everyone is free to their beliefs, it does not affect you. If a gay couple gets married, it does not change anything for anyone else. The final step 
for practicing compassion is to recognize the difference in life experiences. Every person on the planet has their own story. That story made them who they are. Our experiences constantly change us, regardless of whether you do not think about it or are critically aware. Therefore, it is important to recognize that people have had different experiences and influences than you. I had a student say, Donald Trump looks like a Jew. Insert super negative tone. I do not accept these kinds of statements, regardless of the risks, and asked, what does that mean? This resulted in a discussion. As this student was one of my same students who is extremely critical of ISIS and how it misrepresents Muslims in the world, we tied this discussion back to negative stereotypes and images that are associated with Muslims. It ultimately came down to, is you using Jew in a negative fashion any worse than anyone else using Arab or Slav or Gypsy in any negative way? And if it is not you, if it's not, you should either stop saying it or stop complaining about negative Arab stereotypes. Suffice to say, this student left looking rather dazed. Thinking about it after I perhaps was rather insensitive, this student was raised in an Arab culture. They were likely raised by parents that use Jew in a derogatory fashion. There are thousands of aspects that have shaped her to say the phrase. Therefore, whether it is an Arab student who does not like to pick up garbage because the nanny has always done it, a Chinese student who stubbornly insists that Taiwan is part of China and China should go to war for it, or a Canadian student, student who complains about how First Nations live tax-free. They have been shaped by every aspect of their life and it is important to see their view and compassionately address it. Try. If all two readers, 10 or somewhere in between, follow these steps, at least a few people might change. When you live day to day, try and avoid ignorance. Challenge what you read and hear. Research the information and judge it for yourself. Everyone is blessed with a fascinating brain. Some more so than others. By avoiding ignorance, you can practice compassion by seeing people fairly and understanding their motivations in the world. Challenge people when they make blanket statements and generalizations. Create tolerance. Only with compassion and tolerance can we make an already peaceful and relatively safe period of human history even more enjoyable. Perhaps all the peoples of the world can live, love, and laugh like I plan to do. After all, as my Nana said after visiting my classroom in Kuwait, those teenagers in that classroom could be located anywhere in Canada and probably the world. You can read more of Carl's blog posts at http colon forward slash forward slash teach life travel dot weebly dot com forward slash blog
Good night, listeners. And thank you for being part of my world and this world. Thank you for listening to Life with Catherine.